everybody, and welcome to Recruiting Real Talk. I'm your host, Trevor Bowlers, and the fun part about today is that, like last week, TJ got a offer from Iowa State. So now I go from a dad of a prospective recruit to a dad of a kid that has a Division One Power Five offer. You know, really exciting. Makes it seem like we know what we're talking about now. Well, credibility, <laughs> but I'm not going to go that far yet. Luckily, we have somebody that doesn't wish. Yes, no question. JC Moreau, my co-host for today and always in this podcast, you know, um, has worked with a lot of recruits and JC, you know, we saw some really great stuff this weekend when we got some guys together to work on their camp work, right? Yeah, it was a, a, a great weekend getting those guys together that were, uh, you know, top class of 2021 kids and uh, linemen and just getting them to do some some of the work they'll do when they go to regional combines and competing against each other and it was just fun watching them get after it you know you don't know what a kid's mental makeup is and how much they'll compete until they get put in that situation kind of good on good and uh, every one of them I thought really stepped up to the plate and did an awesome job competing and working hard and they all showed that they have you know a little resolve and toughness to them so it'll be fun to work with them moving forward absolutely you know and uh, doing that as a strength you makes it easy for us because then we can get him here get him working and you know monitor that growth mm-hmm. now today we also have another special guest with us which is lauren hansen hi uh, welcome excited to be here thank you so much for joining us of lauren course. Now, you bring another level of expertise to this because you've been recruiting and helping kids with recruiting for 12 years. Yes, and the volleyball side of things is a lot different than the football side, so I'm excited to bring a new perspective. Awesome. So now, the 12 years have been with the Iowa Rockets, right? Correct, yes. That's what got me going in this business, yes. And then you also work with VC United out of Rockford, Illinois. Correct. Mm-hmm. Another big club, New Starter Club, 36 teams there this year. So very wow. big. Wow, mm-hmm. 36 teams. Yeah. So a lot of people are like talking, I've heard parents are like, when is this or what is going to happen with all these youth sports? And I keep telling them, it's just going to get bigger. It does. And the recruiting becomes more and more important early on. And also having the right uh, resources to do so. And that's where you know I come in for a lot of these people is to guide them through this process. How do how do we do this the right way? How do we get educated? Things like that. So that's why I'm here. Awesome. So JC, Lauren just introduced me to University Athlete. And that is a site where you can post your profile for free and they will yes. track you through camps, right? Yes, or, this is not camps, sorry, tournaments. Tournament. So this is a great resource for volleyball athletes that they'll use. So University Athlete is a free resource that I encourage every single player the first time they walk in with me for a meeting, are you signed up for University Athlete? Because the only way college coaches are walking into tournaments and identifying players is University Athlete. For instance, uh, an example I had this weekend at Great Lakes Power League, which is the most recruited uh, volleyball tournament in the nation, and it's right down, you know, three hours from here in Aurora, Illinois. A coach texted me and said, "Hey, there's no kid. This kid number, you know, six is not on University Athlete. How, how do I know who she is?" So that's really important. That kid could have been recruited if she was on University Athlete. The good thing is they know how to reach out to me and I know how to get that kid on there so that they can um, take their recruiting to the next level. See, and that's, that's, that's the subtle difference between football. There's still the involvement of the high school coach mm-hmm. and not as much club activity 
Beach right. Football, you're, you're, you're high school bound. Um, baseball, you're seeing a lot more showcase action, mm-hmm. right? Which you had one, and we'll talk about that yeah. in a little bit. But with with volleyball, there's a lot of club. With softball, girls sports, it seems there's a lot of club activity. We've talked about this, really. Boys. I mean, f- football is the only sport left, uh, literally, where the high school coach is still the, the contact person. I, I, I'm sure there's exceptions to this, but I'd venture to say that uh, with the exception of like the powerhouse basketball programs like a DeMatha or you know, Oak Hill Academy, the, the AAU coach or the club coach in every sport but football is the contact person. That's where they're getting recruited. That's where the coaches are going to watch them uh, you know, the, at the big tournament showcases, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Vegas for basketball, I mean, so on and so forth. It's, it's the club where they're getting recruited, uh, you know, swimming. Gymnastics. I mean, go down the line. It's not competing for their high school. It's the club where they're usually going to get the exposure, and uh, and that's not a knock on the high school program or, or the coaching. I think it's just the reality of it. If a coach can go to uh, you know a tournament outside Chicago and see fifty perspective, you know, depending what level of school they are, r- recruits or or twenty or whatever the number is, more than two, which is what they're going to get if they go to a more than likely a high school match. Uh, you know, it, obviously, they only have so much time to be on the road. It just makes sense. Right. We are, we're seeing, I would say, 90, 99% of the recruiting is done through the club level. Even during the high school season, the, the college coach will call me to meet with them at the high school match to sit with them and talk about recruiting of that athlete. So like JC was saying, when you're going to a high school match, it's usually one student athlete that you're taking a look at. Whereas when you can go to a big tournament, you're, there's several prospective student athletes. And it's just the reality of the situation is that most of these clubs are pulling all of the best athletes from the state to make one team. And that happened, that's what Iowa Rockets specifically, you know, we're doing as our top teams are the best student athlete from every big high school around the area. So, you know, that is exciting, but it goes back to our episode two where we talked about be in the places where people are at mm-hmm. be in the places where competition is at because that's where exposure exposure is, is key mm-hmm. right and again we're gonna harp on this throughout this whole podcast series that exposure is what is going to get people to know who you are and then well expose who you are but you can expose yourself in other ways, like via right. social media, that may hurt you. Correct. Right, and you've seen plenty of this, you say. Yes, I've seen social media pull many offers from from big time Power Five kids um, that they could have been easily controlled. So my rule of thumb for my kids is everything is positive on social media. There's not even any neutral things that you're saying on there. If you have a quote after a bad tournament, make sure it's positive. Things like that. You always see yeah. those quotes right after the bad tournament that they're quoting something and it's always negative. So this happens, making sure extracurricular activities are positive, things like that. Yeah. So. And, and by extracurricular activities, we're talking <laughs> about, you know, your activities with your friends where it's late not, at night, not team organized, right. not parent supervised, correct, etc. You know, still keep those things positive and on the up and up. You know, Trevor, what Lauren mentioned earlier, which is interesting, just because I think it's one of the reasons as soon as we met and, and working with, you know, I've worked with several 
of their girls now and the common the commonality I guess between all of them is they all want to play in college you know and they all have probably the same hopes and dreams of playing at the division one level and some of them play division two level and for various reasons it's a better fit um, but not every club has the luxury of Lauren and uh, I'm not just saying this to, to embarrass you or it's okay. <laughs> but I mean that's something yeah. you know what we've been harping on from the beginning is parents need to, to investigate do their homework research find out what's up because information's out there so when you go to join a club you know don't just one, you need to ask, is there anybody involved in the organization who's going to help with the recruiting process, if that's the goal? And two, what have they done? Because a lot of people are going to say lots of things. Oh, yeah, sure, we'll help you out. You know, Well, who have you sent where? I mean, ask those questions. If somebody is comfortable answering those questions, they're probably being honest and you know forthcoming and uh, transparent. If they're dodging it or trying to you know, somehow deflect it in another direction, uh, you might want to dig a little deeper. But then that comes into what your goals are too, right? Correct. Mm -hmm. You know, if, you, if you're coming in with your goals, you also got to be willing to accept that the club may tell you, well, your daughter, who you're hoping is D1, may be D2, and these are the things she would have to do to get to that level. Oh, those conversations happen for me on a daily basis. So I have many parents um, and student athletes that come in and say, "I my daughter is definitely a D1 Power 5 kid. Well, there's not very many of those Power <laughs> 5 kids around Iowa City. Let's be honest, right? But if, if that's the child's dream, I kind of lay out what some of those Power 5 kids look like. So if you're an outside hitter, are you touching over 10 feet? That's kind of the, the number. Um, per se that some of these coaches are giving me uh, the 10-foot number which JC sees very little of here in in girls um, He's I've sent a couple kids. I think maybe two over the past Yep several years that have touched 10 feet and we can talk about I mean we know who those kids are and and I think that it's important to know that Having realistic expectations in this process too is also a big thing for parents and student-athletes. It's not my job to ever crush someone's dream, but I also want these kids to play and have successful careers in college too. You want to get out of it something positive that you can take with you for the rest of your life, something that will shape the rest of your life, not just, I have to play D1 ball. So, Absolutely. It's like we've talked about with other sports where I think a, a football or basketball or whatever it is, I would 90 plus percent of the population is born with zero chance of ever playing at that level just because of their genetics. I mean, they don't have the size, speed, mm -hmm. combination to play those sports at that level. And, and volleyball um, at certain positions is similar. You know, there's some kids that we work with that it does not matter what they do training-wise, they're not going to touch 10 feet. Um, right. And sometimes I think they're misguided and have people tell them otherwise and mm. people tell crazy stories of you know, adding six inches to a vertical jump in a month or whatever the the number is. Um, but it, it just isn't going to happen with a lot of kids. It, it, those are very gifted athletes. I think in all the years I coached in college, um, at Memphis, we may have had two girls that touched over 10 feet. At Arkansas, the coach was very big on, mm -hmm. he's an, he an empirical guy. So we had some girls that weren't that talented of players, but 
in four years, there were probably seven or eight different players that touched over 10 feet. When I was at Iowa, we didn't have one. Right. Um, when they were struggling, uh, we, we had one uh, who only played one year. She was a fifth year senior and had several knee injuries mm -hmm. um, before we got there, but, and was 6'3". But I mean, that's, it's kind of like the mythical 40 numbers. Well, the 10 foot jump legitimately is pretty hard to come by. Correct. So, that comes into the primary question of how do I stand out from the crowd? Yeah, that's yeah, that, and that's know. a great question to ask. Is what do I? That comes out to me. What do I do to stand out from the crowd? So first is you have to set yourself apart from all the other six foot girls that are touching. Say you're an outside hitter, and there's how many six foot girls across the state, across the country. There's tons of them. How do you stand out? So. It's your body language on the court. It's how you respond to your coaches. What are how what are your parents doing on the sideline? I tell parents all the time. They're watching you too. They're really? not just watching your student athlete. Really? Oh, all the time. Coaches might just plop right down next to your parents to see what they do. Uh -huh. Are they the crazy parents that's crazy cheering? Parents. I mean <laughs> Are they are they yelling at you? Are they trying to coach you from the sideline? What is what are your parents doing? So I always talk to that talk to parents about that situation as well. But I I think body language is key on the court. So are you all, like even if you make a bad play, is your head down? Are you slumping down after that play? What is happening when your coach tries to give you some constructive criticism back? What are you doing? Is it yes, coach, or is an is, are you excuse, making an excuse? Yeah, it's yeah. things like that because coaches will watch everything. Well, even making eye contact. Making eye those, contact, right? correct? Some, some, <laughs> that's a hard thing I think for young fifteen and sixteen year olds to do is to make eye contact with an adult. I think generationally it's become an issue just with mm -hmm. how much we look at our phone. Right. That, right. You know, like I joked with you once, my wife will comment on a kid when she comes in here uh, as being a, that was a really you know nice young man, young woman, you know, a 14, 15 year old. And I'm thinking to myself, what was particularly pleasant about them? And it was because they looked at her, they made eye contact, they introduced themselves. I mean, basic common manners, I guess, uh, that I, I, to me, but to a lot of these kids, they, they don't have those skills. They don't ever take their head or face out of that phone. Mm -hmm. Right. So they won't look up. Somebody walks in the room, they don't even acknowledge them. Well, yeah, and so then a coach sees that, and he's like, what am I going to get Yeah. when I need you to understand we're in championship yeah. mode, we're in game-winning mode, mm -hmm. my career depends on this, Correct. <laughs> and I need you to mm -hmm. get me. And coaches also will watch you in between your matches, too. So what do you do in between a match? Are you with your team? Are you sitting on your backpack with your phone? Are you hanging on to mom and dad? What, what are you doing in between that? And I also tell kids, too... When you when a coach comes to a court and they see two teams out there, there's 12 prospective athletes playing right there. How do they know to watch you? Mm -hmm. So how do they know your name? You know, you have to fill out those questionnaires. You have to email them. You have to make sure they know who you are because there are a lot of athletes out there and you have to stand out from the crowd. And something else I do is sending letters, mm -hmm. sending handwritten letters. This is something that I, Iowa Rockets has stand out from the crowd in this and I've gotten great feedback from D1 coaches is I have my players after a visit, after a phone call, they send letters, handwritten letters. And I have gotten instant, like coaches are just baffled by this. I can't believe that's you're awesome. sending this stuff. Yes. I mean, that's something. This is back. <laughs> this is something that's so easy for these kids to do and they go, I have to write a letter? Yeah. No, it's, it's again, manners. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's like a past generation. It thing. is. That's what I did for recruiting. I wrote letters to coaches. I, you called them collect. 
<laughs> you weren't you weren't calling them on yeah, your yeah. cell phone yeah. or texting yeah. or anything like that. It was letters. So I have these girls, you know, take a step back and say, you know, what is this process all about? Really, you know, talk to these coaches through the letter, write them a letter. So I think that's a great I think that's a great tool for every athlete across the country to use. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that is a great place for us to finish up this episode of Recruiting Real yeah. Talk because that single solitary thing is real. Parents, yes. take it as understanding that is real, mm-hmm. right? That make a real difference in the way you are perceived, received. I couldn't agree more. So, Lauren, you also have your My Recruiting Assistant business, right? Yes, it's something that we've launched here in 2018. Uh, my sister, Taylor, who is a, um, a All-American setter from Florida, graduated, and then also working with one of the best uh, club directors in the nation, Eric Schultz. He's out of VC United. So us three together have partnered to try to set the standard in collegiate recruiting, try to streamline this process for student athletes and parents, because I think a lot of people are struggling and they don't have someone to go to. So we're trying to take what I have done at Rockets and put this together in a business. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So then you can be found at my recruiting yep. assistant on Twitter and, and Instagram. Instagram mm-hmm. right? You can also email us if you would like at my recruiting assistant at gmail.com. And the website will be launching soon. The website's coming. Mm-hmm. You heard it. The website's coming. Yep. But hey, if you like what you heard and you found this helpful, give us a like on the podcast so that those guys can push us to the top and have more parents hear about this helpful content. Yep. You know, hear about my recruiting assistant and how to get their kids going. JC, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Pleasure as always. Lauren, thank you again. Thank you for having me. It was wonderful. Can't wait to be back. Absolutely. We'll have you back for sure. All right, everybody. That was Recruiting Real Talk. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.